Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and welcome to Cy Brown Live. I'm so happy to have you with me today. I'm so happy you're hanging out with me uh, right now. Oh, excuse me, y'all. <laughs> right now I am eating watermelon <laughs> because it's so hot in New York City right now. It is hot, hot, hot. Muy caliente. I know my Spanish is probably awful, but it's really, really hot outside. So I'm really happy that um, I'm able to cool down and I have uh, some cold water in front of me. And uh, I'm here to live another day, right? That's what it's really about, learning to be the best us as we can be, staying enlightened, and uh, just being the best people that we can be. I'm so happy to share with you today. My guest is Mr. Dwayne Hemingway, L. I have to I have to make sure I add that. He is running for mayor of High Point, North Carolina, and has very, very interesting views and very interesting perspectives to share with us today. So I'm so just pleased and honored that he is going to be a guest on the show. He'll be joining us shortly. Um, but before we bring him on, I just want to talk, you know, we talk on Tuesdays a little bit about politics and a little bit about uh, what's going on, on on the political landscape. And right now, Elena Kagan, uh, she began her confirmation hearings, and the the big the big uh, brouhaha right now is that she refuses to call herself a progressive. Many of you that may know or may not know that have fo- that have followed this whole process is that she at one point did not want to allow the military to recruit because of the don't ask don't tell policy. We've got um, a, we've got a few stories with um, Petraeus and what's going on with Petraeus. And one of the key pieces about Petraeus is that he's facing questions from uh, war-weary lawmakers. David Axelrod got feisty a little bit on John Stewart last night. So there's a lot. There's a lot happening on the political landscape. But I really want to talk about the confirmation hearings of Elena Kagan before we um, bring mayoral candidate Dwayne Hemingway L onto Side Brown Live. And I'm reading a piece right now. Um, there was a piece that was out on the AP Newswire, <clears throat> but what they're saying on Huffington Post, and you all know I read a lot of very progressive um, websites, and I share them with you, Politico, um, Huffington Post, Daily Beast. Just, there's, there's a couple more, the Daily Voice, which is um, African-American owned and run, and it covers African-American news stories or stories that are of particular interest to people of color. Um, so this piece that I'm, I'm about to just read a little snippet from um, is, is, can be found on Huffington Post, and it's current, so it's right on, it's the lead story right on Huffington Post. And it reads as follows, the Kabuki Theater of the Supreme Court confirmation process <laughs> began on Tuesday with nominee Elena Kagan steadfastly refusing to characterize herself as a progressive or legal progressive, even though two prominent lawyers with ties to the Obama administration have done just that. In his opening questioning, Senator Jeff Sessions, who's a Republican from Alabama and the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, read comments about Kagan by former White House counsel Greg Craig and Vice President Biden's Chief of Staff Ron Klain. I really encourage you, just as a side note, everybody, look up these names. You can, this show, you can go back and download it through iTunes if you missed any of it, but I really encourage you to, um, to, to read up on who these people are because it's so relevant and it's so critically important that we know uh, what's going on. But let me let me keep going. 
each of whom insisted that Kagan was cut from a progressive political mold. White House aides, for what it's worth, aren't entirely pleased that either of these character, characterizations were made in the first place. And the quote reads as follows. I'm not quite sure how I would characterize my politics, she replied, but one thing I do know is that my politics would be, must be, have to be completely separate from my judgment. It's absolutely the case that I have served in two Democratic administrations, Kagan went on, at which point Sessions interrupted to ask specifically about the notion that she was a legal progressive as opposed to having merely served under progressive officials. I will share this with you as I'm about to bring my guest on the show, that it's very important because what happens is the big issue with her is activism from the bench. And the, the sticking point with these Supreme Court nominations is that these are lifelong appointments. So, you know, every, the gist is this. Everybody wants to stack the deck. That's what, what it really boils down to. Everybody wants to stack the deck with their friends and people that think like them. And I really believe that's kind of what, is, what got us into the situation that we are in this country politically, socioeconomically across the board by having for this, the deck stacked against the general people and having everybody be yes people to our president for eight years out of our history. So, um, yeah, follow up on that. And, again, that's on Huffington Post. And always on my blog you can um, – read a lot of my thoughts and my comments, just log on to www.cybrownlive. Just want to let you know that the chat room is open, so feel free to come on in, um, join the chat room, send your comments in. Um, I'm chatting during the show as well as bringing in our guest. So without further ado, let me introduce our esteemed guest today. His name is Dwayne Hemingway L. Again, he is running for the position of Mayor of High Point, North Carolina, and it's totally a pleasure and an honor to have him on Cy Brown Live today. Dwayne, my brother, sir, are you here with us? Yes, I am. <laughs> you, you're, I love your southern drawl. You're, you're really a New Jersey guy, but I love your southern drawl. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> oh, I'm just great. I'm, I'm proud to be blessed. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for joining us today on Cy Brown Live. I want to get right into it, um, and I see a couple people in the chat room, so I'll see if we have some questions, if you don't mind answering those. Um, but I want to talk, let's jump right in, cut to the chase, and talk about your candidacy. When I learned, first of all, full disclosure, people, we've known each other for like 10 years. So I, I will say that first. But aside from that, I, is it safe to say, and I, I think it is safe to say, that some of your background could be deemed um, as questionable as, as, as it compares to other politicians? And what I mean by that is, you know, President Barack Obama, as far as we all knew, was squeaky clean, went to Harvard Law School, you know, he got caught smoke, smoking once and, and that caused But for the most part, he was pretty much that clean-cut guy who was either very protected in his movements as a youth or he just did the right thing, where as you, my friend, served time in jail, if I can say that, um, yeah. and did other questionable things. So my question to you is what even gave you um, the gumption to think that you could run for mayor, and, and how is that going down there? Okay, first and foremost, I would like to say uh, the creator, you know, everybody goes to trials and tribulations, and it wasn't until my incarceration that I had the awakening. So uh, I understand that the creator puts you in a place where you can do your best thing. You know, so uh, when I got affiliated with the Moore Science Temple of America, because um, I've done some federal prison time, and 
And I also did honorably serve the military for nine years. I'm a Gulf War veteran. Mm-hmm. So I guess my good can overweigh the bad. Uh, my charges were uh, unlawful possession of ammunition. It was some bullets that I didn't suppose to have. That was my charge, and that's what I went to jail for. Federal prison served a year and a day. Okay, um, as you know, I'm from Jersey City, New Jersey. I'm now residing in uh, High Point, North Carolina, where I am a candidate for mayor here. Um, my interest peaked when I was talking to our city mayor here, current mayor, and I just didn't feel comfortable with the things that they were doing within the city and uh, in the way they were handling the people. You know, people of melanation were, melanated people were being pushed aside and still are. So I'm an everyday person. Half of the people here couldn't even tell you who our mayor is, what she looks like, is she male or female. You know, they don't even know that. I I, I took polls here asking people. You know, they have no clue to who the mayor is. Well, I have, to, I have to say one of the things I absolutely love about you, which is why I was so excited when you agreed to come on the show, is that you are a regular person. You're like, you're just somebody that I know, and I think your testimony and your words. When you and I talk behind the scenes, one of the things that I share with you is I really want to enlighten my people. I, I don't want my people to live an oppressed life. I want them okay. to be empowered. <clears throat> I want them to be. Um, educated, and just really take their rightful place. And just in that language, there were a few things that you shared with me behind the scenes about people taking their rightful place. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yes, we are doing that. Although everyone that uh, the so-called, I say so-called black because that's what we are so-called, and that's not our true identity. For the African-American and the, or the black people, whatever you consider yourself to be, that is not who you are. We are Moorish Americans. See, when you proclaim your nationality, that is your birthright. You are now, the Constitution now protects your rights. It does not do that as an African American or black person. Because in the fourth, uh, Black Law Dictionary, fourth edition, uh, the definition of black person, it says it has meaning when first given to it. But it needs to be taken in its in its generic sense. But it's contradistinguished from white. So mm-hmm. they let you know that a black person is generic. What is generic? Not real, artificial. Right. Okay? Yeah. Absolutely. And then they say it's con, but it's contradistinguished. There's two words: contradiction and distinguished from white. It's a contradiction to be called black, a black person, but yet it's also. Uh, distinguished from the white. Now, we as, and it's going to come to a shock to a lot of people, but we as Moors, Latinos, North Africans, we are, all Native people, we are considered the free white persons in the Black Laws Dictionary. It so, says, uh, uh, yes, go ahead. No, I'm, my question is, you're, you're saying that African Americans, as we're typically called, and what I've been known to call myself, we're free white people? Yes, ma'am. And I showed and proved to you this weekend on my North Carolina State ID card has my race as white. Yeah, and for the record, for all of my listeners, I saw it myself, and I saw his license plate myself. 
and was shocked. And that's how we really got into the, the, the deeper conversations and the deeper meanings of what this brother is sharing with us. So just as people of color or like what should we call ourselves? I'm, I'm not, I don't even know. And I don't want to say, I'm not saying it to speak from a, a position of um, condesc- being condescending. I want to know. I want to know what, what should I, what should Cy Brown call herself? Well, Cy Brown, and you would have, um, uh, if you proclaim your Moorish nationality, you will get one of the tribals that goes at the end of your name. You have L E L. You have Bay B E Y, or Day B E Y, or Al A L, Ali A L I, or Shabazz, or a combination of the of two or three uh, tribals, which is warranted and granted. Um, all you have to do is first understand who you are. You know that you're not because. If, if I could see the people, if I was able to see the people how I do in my class, I had to show a hand to all the so-called African-Americans and right. ask them a show of hands, how many people have been told about history of Africa and their family? Not many. But how many people have been told that they had some sort of Indian in their blood? A lot. A little would... Indian in them. Okay. Okay, well, the Indians came after the Moors. Really? Okay. Yes. If you read Christopher Columbus' diaries, he said when he arrived here in the year 1492, he saw thousands, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of Willie Head Moors. The same he saw when he left uh, Italy, Spain, Portugal, India, and Africa. The same Willie Head people. Now, you got to understand that the Chinese were here before the Indians. Really? Yes. But if, see, I, you're, only, you're telling me stuff and, that um, I would never know had it not been for our connection. Is it that the school systems are not teaching it, or is the responsibility on the parents to enlighten the children and to teach the young people? Like, you know, as an adult, I feel so blessed to actually have you in my life where I can just pick up the phone and say, hey, can you help me out with this? But where does the average person go to learn about who they really are, because it's clearly not being taught in school. Well, different states around the country and uh, different countries. I know in uh, Brazil, they have more science temple that the, the, the great rapper African Bambada, um, the Mighty Zulu Nation, has started. He has a group organization down there called uh, the Zulu Comedic Moor. Mm-hmm. And I know they're down in Brazil. Um, we're here in North Carolina. You have brothers like uh, Ty Tariq Bay, who's up in Jersey, uh, uh, Queen Valahara Bay, who's out of Philadelphia. She lives, I believe, in Cherry Hill, but she does mm-hmm. most of her work out of Philadelphia. I mean, mm-hmm. you have um, the Zeke Moors, who are out of Arizona. You have the Southern Moors, who are written in legislation in South Carolina. Okay. Wow. Yeah, then you have the Morris Science Temple headquarters, which is in located in Chicago, Illinois. So you have different temples and different groups of Moors. And now I'm going to get to the word Indian. Indian comes from the root word Indo. Indos means oh, You're fading in and out a little bit. Can you, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? 
Okay, now I can hear you. I'm sorry. Please, you were talking about the word Indian. Please go on. Yes, the word Indian comes from the root word Indo. The word Indos means black. Look it up. Can you hear me? So, no, I can hear you. So my question to you, all right, once, if, if there's a person, and I've got some amazing listeners, and I see a lot of activity in our chat room right now, so I'm trying to chat and, and listen to you at the same time. Um, one of the questions that I got that I just see in the chat room now is, once you're at the place where someone like you touches the life of somebody else, it's now up to that individual to kind of seek out some of the people that you just named, correct? Yes, yes. These are individuals that if they're not, I mean, I'm open. I have an open-door policy. I don't have a problem with uh, dialect, you know, dialoguing with anyone one-on-one because that's what I do. You know, I'm a grand. I'm a grand sheik. I'm gonna give you my title. I'm a grand sheik for the Morris Science Temple of America. I'm also um, what they would call a chief of the Washita. Well, the Washita are a group of Moors. They they try to put them in the category of Indian, but no, we are Moorish American. We are considered the oldest indigenous people on the planet. We have a United Nations seat, yes, by the United Nations. We are recognized by the United Nations as the oldest indigenous people on the planet. From the darkness comes the light. Yeah, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. How do you think this is going to affect your political campaign? Because the things that you're saying are really life-changing for people. and, and, And that's why I had to start at the top of the show you know, doing a comparison, not that I'm necessarily comparing you to Barack Obama, but just the background, the language. You know, he speaks in very, in my opinion, very vanilla, very safe language, and you are on a total different side of the spectrum. How do you think what your message is will make an impact upon your political campaign? Because we, the Moorish American, are the only true American. We are the true American. Our people were there when all these uh, treaties and and declarations were wrote. Now, I'll give you a little history. If anyone out there that knows military, the way military works, how is a general appointed? A general is appointed and all recommend, recommended by a, a president. It's a presidential right. order, okay? Now, you had General George Washington, but he was supposed to have been the first president. How was oh. he the first general? So he, if he, was, if he was first president. He appointed himself. No. You have when you had the Continental Congress out of Philadelphia, where the first White House was. You have more that were president. Oh wow! And how Hanson, you, how, John Hanson being one. How how will this message resonate? among, like, this is so radically different from the things I've been taught. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm speechless almost, and it's really hard to get me pretty much speechless. But what you're saying, and I believe what you're saying, and I've, and, I've, and I've done a lot of research since you and I reconnected, but do you understand how much of a mindset you have to change to really get people to understand that? Does it ever seem like it's an uphill battle? You know, sir, it, it really can be, you know, at times when people really, really look into it and ask questions, 
because guarantee you, every Caucasian in the United States knows of our history. They know who we are. Right. See, a black person is not recognized in law or in science. Black, according to law and science, means death. Wow. All they did was reverse the name. They took, see, white is not a skin color. It's, a, it's, it's White means purity. Purity means God. God means the ruler of the world. Now, as a free white person, it's dealing with status, not color. Right. Okay? Right. We're not colored. We're not black. We are of many shades of brown. But I, there's only two races to the human race. And what are there's those? Asiatic and European. That's it? Now, do the... Excuse me? I said, that's it? Yeah, but there's many nationalities due to those races. Okay? Wow. Now, you have Asiatic being us, Moors, all the way up to the lightest, the Chinese, which is considered the yellow man. Mm-hmm. Asiatic is those of, melan- those of melanation. Okay? So, so at, we- at a European race, you have many nationalities, German. British, uh, whatever, you know, Irish. So once we, like once, like right now, I can tell you very honestly, and I'm saying this on the air, that I really want to begin a deeper exploration of learning who, who I really am and the position that I should take while I'm in this earthly body. But it's, yeah. I, just, I just know for me, this is a lot to digest, and I'm sure I'm looking at the activity in the chat room <laughs> Um, a lot of people want to. Where do you have a website, or do you have a way that people can get in touch with you? Or listen, they can have my phone number. I'm not giving that over the air. <laughs> uh, if any, let me say, let me put it in the chat. If anybody listen, wants I, to get in touch with him, I'll I'll get you their contact. I'll get you his contact information. That I'm not putting in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, is, because I, I don't have a I don't have a problem. You know, they want to learn in. Um, we have a nationality package paperwork that uh, we we use to navigate through the system. We are, as Moorish Americans, we are tax exempt because we're not United States citizens. We are American citizens. Well, wait, can United I ask you States? right there? Yes. Me, can, I, can I interrupt you right there? One thing you said, you're tax exempt. Now, here's a real practical question. If, in fact, you're tax exempt, right, and you mm-hmm. become the mayor, would you advocate tax exempt, even though that's one of the ways that our municipalities municipalities are funded via tax revenue? Well, listen to this: if they were to go back to the treasury and get away from the Federal Reserve, no one would have to pay tax. Oh, yeah, that's true. I've done research on that. You're absolutely right okay, on that. Okay, so research that. I'm not going to give up all the beans because. You know, I can't give them everything because they may fall back to sleep. I'm here to wake up my people. I'm here to uplift fallen humanity. You know, who are fallen humanity? The the African-American. You know, what makes us human? Our melanin is hue, H-U-E, manifestation, hue manifestation. Okay? You know, not to be racist or anything like that. I don't want to come off as a racist. No, I don't take you that way, man. Caucasian man is not uh, human. They are mankind. You done heard plenty of presidents because they're not melanated. 
Wow. You know, everything melanated recharged from the sun. Okay, it damages their skin. Wow. melanoma. Right. Which is dark spots. Right, right, you know, Melanoma right. is just aggressive melanin. Right. They don't have the genes, you know, see it goes real deep, dealing with the pineal gland and, you know, it, it, we have to have other classes and have to be well, on this radio show plenty more time. <laughs> well, I told you, though, I, you know what, you and I talked behind the scenes before we, before we came on the air today, and I said, I'm like, Dee, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You know, I really want to know, and I really want my listeners to know. It's definitely my desire that this is not the last of um, your many visits on Cybrown Live. I really, I want you to know um, that you're a friend to the show, and you are welcome to come on the show at any time. As we start to wind down um, our show for today, can you please give my listeners some some words of wisdom? Like, what are a few things that they should take away from this conversation? Because I know we're going to pick this up at a later time. Okay, what I want them to go away with is do some homework. You know, the Internet is there. Research. There's sites like uh, like uh, YouTube. You can type in Moore's Law versus Legal Status. Um, you can you can research Taj Tariq Bay. They're doing different classes explaining nationality online in different places. But, you know, they can feel free to contact me at any time. You know, well, we have... Go ahead. No, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, we have what they call uh, reclamation packages, you know, that that will bring the proper paperwork to bring you back into the Constitution of Hope. Because right now, the Constitution does not protect the African American. That's why we get dealt with the way we do in court. Well, if you look up the definition of more, it says in the Black Law Dictionary, fourth edition, it says more, he, he, uh, orders the court for several sheeting. It says one more equals a hundred bailiffs. We are the lawgivers. Wow. Our message is love. Our, we bring in message of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Our flag is what they call the Moroccan flag. That's the first flag that flew in this country. That's the flag that George Washington called. I, he said, I cannot tell a lie. I shut down the cherry tree. That's old cherry. It's a red flag with a five-pointed green star in the center. His name was not George Washington. He took the name from the, one of the clan leaders of the Washington, whose name was Jorge Washington. Wow. Jorge interpreted into English George. And that last name Washington was last name was once Washington. Wow. That's, those okay. are the conversations... Those are the conversations that, you know, maybe what we can do is have some type of a series on the show, um, you know, and we'll definitely talk behind the scenes because this is information that my listeners need. This is information that my listeners want. This is information that my listeners are chatting about in the chat room right now. This is the live. Dee, thank you so much um, for coming on Round Live, and good luck with your campaign. Yes, appreciate you, and uh, anytime, uh, feel free. I'm here. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Cy Brown Live weekdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it so not pass this way again. I love you all for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12.